today we're going to be talking about how to move forward. But I want to start by just quickly looking at the, quickly bringing you up to speed on the last four weeks. So Pastor Peter on week one spoke about admitting your addiction, confess and start healing. Then week two was Pastor Azan, her sermon was why me? And are you ignoring the warning signs, right? You might remember her uh, talk about the, the engine light. Pastor Mark, week three, talked about the motivation to be free, fighting in the spirit as well as in the physical. Last week, Pastor Peter spoke on the tools to overcome. And he had that visual, if you recall, the desire and the opportunity and that the goal is to keep those two paths from crossing. Every week has been excellent, like really, really good. And today what I want to do is shed some light on what we can start doing immediately. What can you do daily to keep moving forward in this path that you're on? How can we have victory each and every day? <clears throat> the goal is, like Paul said, that, that we've finished the race. We fought the good fight. That's the goal. He didn't say I won the race. He said I finished the race. So it's very important to remember that. So I personally don't like uh, surprises, so the whole do unto others thing. So I'm gonna tell you where we're going, okay? At the end of this, we're gonna have an altar call and we're gonna play a song called Firm Foundation. An altar call, if that term is unfamiliar to you, it is just a response, right? It's a call to action, saying that you want God to see you being obedient and taking a step in the right direction. You might want prayer for something specific, you might want healing you know, physically, emotionally, mentally. You might have no idea why you're coming down front. You might just be like, man, I don't know, something's just telling me to go down front. But I'm, I'm asking you, please make that move. The other thing is that some of you already, when I said this, you have no idea what I'm really talking about, but I said we're gonna do an altar call and some of you already went, I'm not going down. There, I know, I know, because I used to be that guy, right? You're thinking there's no way. Some of you feel like you, maybe you need to get out of here, right? Like just something's making you uneasy. Maybe you're already making excuses as to why you don't need to listen or why you don't need this. You might feel nervous or scared or even nauseous, but don't leave, all right? Stay locked in. There is freedom here. God wants to do a mighty work in you. Something in you doesn't want him to do that. Right? We're not, gonna, we're not gonna let that thing win. So <clears throat> I'm just trying to prepare you right now to respond at the end. Good? Good. All right. Listen, please, very carefully. If you have a serious addiction to a substance or just a strong sexual addiction, you need to get professional help. Like this past month has been great, right? This isn't professional help. You need to go get specific help. This is not an excuse to not, well, I listen to the whole series, I listen to every sermon, I listen back to them during the week. This is not, you need more directed help, okay? There's no shame in getting help. It's not gonna get easier if you wait. You can't afford to wait and your family can't afford for you to wait. So I'm just asking you, please get help. If it's embarrassing to you, take a lunch break. Go see a counselor until you get the nerve up to, to tell your family what's going on. Find a way, get creative, get help. And I also need to tell you and everyone at home that's, that wasn't able to make it today, guys, if you're struggling with this, we are not ashamed of you. 
We don't think less of you for admitting that there's a problem and getting help. We love you and everyone that's here and watching or listening, we wanna see you walking in the fullness of Christ. We wanna see you walking in freedom, being able to enjoy that life. So don't think that we're gonna be ashamed of you or embarrassed, we're not. Today is not only for those people though that are an addict, if you will. This is, I'm gonna be talking about <clears throat> people that maybe have addictive personalities. Maybe you're 10 steps away from hiding a certain repetitive sin. Or maybe you're just close to someone <clears throat> who is an addict. And there's baggage that comes along with that. We're gonna address that as well. So, sorry, that was like a 17 minute intro, but let's jump in. I'm out of time, thank you for coming. <clears throat> number one, actually, sorry, that's number one. Because you need to scan that if you haven't already. I'll show it again at the end. Number one, what path am I on right now? This is not just for addicts, this is for everyone, okay? What you can do starting right now, starting today, is identify your unhealthy habits. What is that thing that you do that is 10 steps before pouring a drink, taking one extra pain pill, whatever that thing is? Right? You don't normally just go from having an amazing day to diving headfirst into repetitive sin. There's steps there. What is it that gets you on the path? It's different for everyone, and you need to identify your sin triggers. Ironically enough, I hate the word trigger. Trigger is kind of a trigger for me. So <clears throat> Hope, Hope thinks it's so funny that that word annoys me so much, but it just it does. We've got to identify them. So before I read this verse, I want to explain that this, this step is where accountability comes in, identifying the triggers, right? Identi accountability, I'm looking at the audience here. Okay, I can go PG-13. You guys are fine. Okay. <clears throat> accountability isn't, hey, uh, hey, small group leader, I, I, I took a handful of pain pills last night, or hey, small group leader, I went to my ex's house last night. Uh, hey, small group leader, I drank too much. I feel really bad. You know, I wish I didn't do it. Right? We've all done that song and dance. Accountability is, hey, I feel like a failure, and it makes me want to spend money. And so to you, it might be like, wait, 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 wait. That's not a sin. There's nothing wrong. I don't want to call my accountability partner and burden them with something so simple and something that's not even a sin. But, so like me personally, like this is not a hypothetical, like this is my thing, right? When I feel like a failure, I feel like I need something to make me feel better. And so I'll go buy something silly, like an energy drink or a bag of candy that I get rid of the bag before I get home because I crush it in the car. Um, <clears throat> you know, fake a phone call onto the way to the garbage cans, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe convince myself that there's that pair of shoes in my lineup of shoes that is worn out and I need to replace, but it's an important part, piece of my shoe collection, so I need to replace that thing with a new pair. That's just me, right? So I have to identify that it's not a sin to do any of those things I just described, but it is the first yes to myself, to my flesh, to my emotions. It is the first giving in that's going to lead to a sin, potentially. These are the sinful things that you, there's, there's non-sinful things that you do that are building blocks to sin. 
That's why they're so hard to recognize because you're like, I'm allowed to do this. I deserve this thing. Yeah, it's all permissible but not beneficial, right? Isn't that what Paul says? Look for your signs. What usually happens the week, the day, the hour before you reach out to your ex, before you drive through that part of town, before you're in the room alone with a computer, doing something that you know is gonna make you a little sore tomorrow so you get a chance to medicate. What is that thing? There's gonna be a pattern. <clears throat> Matthew 36, 41. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing but the body is weak. We have to be on guard. Identify that thing and tell someone about it. Right, so Hope and I are very open and honest with each other to an absolute painful degree sometimes. <clears throat> there's, there's shows or music or things, like there's shows that, I, that have nothing explicit in them, but I won't watch it because that person, for some reason, is just not good for me. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I know they're not good for me, so I'm not gonna watch it. There's movies that I wanna see that have nothing explicit in it, but I know and she knows this person's in it, so we're not watching that movie. It's annoying. Some things come out and I wanna, I wanna experience it, but it's not worth it. There's certain artists and music that I don't listen to because even though they're not saying anything explicit for some reason, it speaks to something in me. Hope knows that if I'm laying in bed crushing a sleeve of double stuffed Oreos, there might be an issue. <clears throat> so she knows she's not gonna be like, hey, we're gonna have to take those pants back we just got for you, right? She doesn't go at it in that way, but she's gonna go, okay, well, he's 12 Oreos deep. Maybe he had a rough day. So she'll ask me, what's, what's going on? Can I have an Oreo too? Okay, cool, we'll both eat Oreos. What's up though, right? She's, she's very smart about it, but if she didn't know that for me that's an unhealthy sign, that I'm feeling like a failure, and I want something quick to make me feel better, so I'm just crushing 4,000 calories. Uh, she knows the sign, so she comes alongside me to safeguard our family. But if we didn't talk about it, she wouldn't know. You guys understand? Good, number two, what do you speak life into? We know that there's two kingdoms. There's, the, there's God's kingdom, and then there's everything else. People spend a lot of time defining it to me. I don't give a crap how you define it. There's God's kingdom and there's everything else. Everything outside of it doesn't matter. I don't even need to give it enough power to name it. Guys, we, we know, and as professing Christians, we say that we have the power to speak life and death, right? The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, the same spirit that hovered over the earth in Genesis, that is the spirit that dwells and lives in you if you've accepted the, the work that Christ did on the cross and repented for your sins, that is the spirit and the power that is in you. Your words have power and we need to be careful with them. Not everything, <clears throat> listen, every day you're speaking things of yourself whether you realize it or not. These could be things from your upbringing, your culture, a previous job, a group you hung out with. And a lot of people refer to them as a mantra but it's such like an Eastern religion thing and, the base, and it comes from you know, Hinduism and stuff, so uh, I don't love using that word, but it is just an utterance or a repeated phrase, something that you say to yourself, possibly sub, just subconsciously, you don't even realize you're saying it, but there's probably things that you speak over yourself and we need to pay attention. 
we need to pay attention and see if these things line up with scripture or not. I'm gonna give you a few examples of things. These are all completely made up and I've never thought any of these. <clears throat> if you don't make X amount of money, then you're a failure. You look, calculating your hours to your check and just thinking like, man, I failed this week. I'm just like my mother or father. I'm gonna make the same mistakes and every time you lose your temper with your kids, it's just like, see, you're no better. I have to do everything myself. Do you find yourself saying that over and over again? Nobody cares. I'll always be alone. In this family, we do not whatever. Or this entire family has a drinking problem or has a child outside of wedlock or whatever that is. If I only had blank this thing, then I would be good. If I only had this, I'd be fine. Do you find yourself walking around your house going, if I only had that, that thing I wanted there, if I only had that working right in, and everything would be fine. Or a big one is just going, of course. Of course this is happening to me. Of course. I don't deserve any better than this. Of course I'd get my hopes up again. These are, these are things that we possibly say or something like this that just speaks death over your spirit. We have to take better care of the things that we say, we think, we believe. Now on the inverse of that, right? Did, you, did any of you ever have that person in your life, probably older, that said a lot of stuff like, God is good, count your blessings. That one drove me crazy. <clears throat> Not I, but Christ in me. To God be the glory. Did anyone ever have that grandma that like, Every time you complained about anything, she's like, to God be the glory. I'm like, I'm not talking about glory. I wanted to go putt-putt golfing. Uh, <clears throat> and so these are people, it can be annoying, but these are people that are putting on the armor of God. And we're gonna look at that in a second, but the helmet of salvation, protecting their thoughts, speaking life and encouragement to themselves and those around them. This is crucial for your recovery and your freedom. You need to have simple verses. I know I said this last time I spoke. <clears throat> you need to have simple verses and principles that you can speak over yourself at a moment's notice. When you hear yourself saying something that doesn't line up with scripture, immediately just repent and try one of these, right? So let's go over some simple, I picked these because most of your children will know these because of Sunday school. So if they can remember it, you can too. <clears throat> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Be still and know that I am God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. All things work together for good of those who love the Lord according to his will, right? I left that last kind of important part out. A little important there. <clears throat> Ephesians 5, 15. Be careful then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and the songs from the Spirit. Singing, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your words matter. 
Number three, be strong and wise. 1 Corinthians 10. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. We love to stop there. We love stopping there, right? But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Idolatry, we know, is putting anything before God. Addictions are idolatry. Do you understand what this means? It, it, it means that you can be strong enough to say no, right? Like you, you are on a great path of sobriety or avoiding sin or, or you're, do, you're getting really strong, but be wise with that. Just because you can say no does not mean you should be in a situation or a place that you have to, right? Don't force yourself to have to be strong. I would rather choose to not have to say no and know that I am strong and not, have, not test it every time I go out. Look at Samson, right? Samson was the strongest man in history, in the history of the world. You know what was stronger than Samson? His pride. Don't be proud. Avoid temptation and save your life. Here's some great examples of being proud. I'm fine watching that, it doesn't affect me. I can have a drink socially, it's not a problem. I can be around them with whatever they're doing, I'll just say no. I can have my laptop in my room, I'm not a child. I have work to do, I have school to do. As pride will ruin and tear down everything that God is doing in you. What can I start doing right now? Start building the right foundation. There's a good chance that the things that you currently love, your current appetites, the things that give you life and give you rest are built on an unholy foundation. Because these things, if we've been doing these sins, these actions, these addictions for a long time, they are shaping you. So there's a very good chance that you're gonna start going through this process and go, I don't recognize me. Good, good. You shouldn't look like the same person that was neck deep in lies and addiction. You should look differently. The things you desire should be different. The things that bring you joy should be different. The things that gave you rest should be different. We need to repent and seek God every single day. The first thing each day, when you have a thought, test it against the Bible. Is this Christ-like? When you open your eyes in the morning, speak life. I have um, in my huge speaking budget for today, I printed off less copies than there are people. So, so act quick, right? Uh, I'm gonna put them down here. I'm not just gonna hand them to you on your way out. You actually gotta do something for it. But what it is is I wanna put a copy of the Lord's Prayer. I know you all have the Bible app and three commentaries and a thesaurus and all these studying things on your phone that you probably never open. So I wanna give you something easy 
right? That you can put on your nightstand, on your mirror, on your dashboard. You need to, uh, you guys can work that out. You need to have this somewhere where the instant you wake up, you can speak out life. Now, it's not really a mantra because it's a little bit longer, but you can't go wrong with reciting the Lord's Prayer every day. To start your day deciding to speak life. You've heard me say this before. The decision to run from sin and temptation is made before you face it. Before you face the temptation, you decide how you act. Today, when I see this person, I'm going to do this in response. When I'm asked to go here, this is my answer. Before you face it, wake up and speak life. Now we're gonna talk about putting on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full, I just hit the button too soon. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, not if it comes, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Is your sword sharp? Do you know the word of God? Because that's your weapon to fight. Notice everything else is defensive. Everything else is to resist things coming at you. You've got to get that sword sharp. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. So what do you need to put on and exercise every single day? Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, your salvation, the word of God. Even to this day, soldiers, they learn how to don their, sorry, put on their armor. This is a learned behavior, so go learn it. Get a mentor, join a small group, open your Bible, learn how to put these things on daily. Where's your armor lacking? Spiritual warfare in the Bible is focused on what God and what Jesus has done for you. Right? When you see the enemy moving, like Pastor Mark said, you bind it in the name of Jesus and you keep your eyes on Christ. Don't get distracted by looking for evil everywhere. I hear so many believers that are just like, they can sense all this evil all the time. And I'm like, what? We, but stop paying attention to it. Put on the armor of God and go do what Christ told you to do. The armor is so, when you are fulfilling your purpose in the Lord, that you're protected from their attack. It's not telling you to go hunt evil down. Do what God's called you to do and put on the armor of God.
All right, I gave you a heads up, right? We're gonna move into the ministry aspect of this. So if you can, if everyone can stand up with me. And if the worship team could come up. Matthew 11. Come to me and I will give you rest. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His yoke is not easy and light because it's not hard work. It's light because you have a clear conscience. It's light because possibly for the first time in your life, you are in line with what God wants you to be, who he's called you to be. It's really hard work, but the burden is light when you align with God's will. For those of you who are extremely close to or related to someone that struggles with addiction, this is for you too. This doesn't just affect them. There's a heaviness, a guilt, an anger, maybe even like a PTSD that comes with being very close to or family with someone that has an addiction. This is not your burden. It's not yours to carry. You need to give this to God. So I'm gonna call you forward in a couple, in, in two different groups, right? I want people who've been affected by addiction to come forward. Now, when I say this, I am realizing that there's a strong chance that the person that's affecting you is here, possibly standing next to you. Again, it's not your burden to carry. Come get healing. Get healing. You cannot help them on this road if you are also broken. If you've been affected by this, come down. There's verses down front. If you're already down here, you may as well grab one. This is not yours to carry. Dave, do you mind playing something? Just. For those of you who, who struggle with that addictive personality, that repetitive sin, maybe it's hidden, maybe you don't know about it and you need to have a, a difficult conversation today. Do it. Today is the day. Be done with denial. Be done with hiding. Come down. There is freedom. There is freedom. But you've got to do something about it. Come and get the peace that comes with confessing your sin and being forgiven. Because when you confess your sin, you are forgiven. 
be released. Now I know right now there's some of you who are fighting it. You feel it and you're fighting it and I'm telling you, this is the time to respond. Do not go another day. Be done with it. I know you've got all the excuses. I've got, di- I've got lunch with somebody. I gotta go get my kids. I've got a whatever. All of that can wait. Respond to the Holy Spirit and be healed. We're gonna play a song. If I could have some of the pastors around. Uh, actually, can you guys, Pastor Mark, can you raise your hand? Pastor Crystal, Pastor Aslan, Pastor Hope, Pastor Grace is up here. Um, if you need prayer, grab, grab them. Grab someone. They're going to be going around praying as well. This is it. Can you feel it? This is the day that you're taking a stand against it. This is the day you start winning, that you let go. It's not your burden. It is not yours to carry. We're going to play a song called Firm Foundation. And it's new. Most of you are probably going to have heard it. It doesn't matter if you know it or not. The point is that it is declaring that he is our firm foundation. That he is the rock on which we stand. I'm going to put this... Oh, I have two slides of small group questions. I'm going to put the small group questions up. We'll get you that later if you need it. There's a verse up here. If you need to come grab a verse, come grab a verse. But we need to worship. We need to praise God. So worship team, if you could please... Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, and everything around me shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, cause He's never let me down. Faithful through generations So why would he fail now? He won't
this next section we're going to sing. I want you to declare it over your life. This is what your walk looks like moving forward. That rain came and wind blew, but my house was built on you, Father. That I'm safe with you and I'm going to make it through. This is our, this is our walk, this is our life moving forward. We're done with that old foundation. It is killing us and it is killing our family. Today we are making the decision that Christ is our foundation and nothing else. sometimes Father we believe that this is a new day that this is a new beginning and a new era for these families and each and every one of these believers Father that we will stand firm that we will resist temptation that we will speak life we will not carry someone else's burden any longer, Father. It's not ours, it's too heavy. Father, we wanna have your yoke. God, thank you so much for what you're doing.
you so much, Father. I want to encourage you all to stay, stay here and pray. Get prayed for. If you still need prayer, pastors are still up here. I'm going to hop down. Do not leave until you get what you need. Do not go. We're not going to close the building on you. This is why we're here. This is what we do. We find freedom through Christ. And we will stay here until every person that needs to be prayed for will be prayed for. And if you're new to Northwest, I just want to encourage you, find out more. Be a part of this family. Find freedom here. There's going to be somebody at the back. Andy, can you raise your hand, Andy? Andy's at the back. If you're new here, go to the back. Find out more about how to be a part of this family. Your kids are going to be fine. Get prayed for. All right? Thank you. The band's going to keep playing something, but... Who, who still needs prayer? Actually, let's just get a hand. Who still wants prayer? I don't want you to get missed. Excellent, 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 excellent. Perfect. You guys keep playing something. We're going to keep praying. Thank you. The rest of you are dismissed. But if you have not gotten prayed for, please do not leave.